everyone, welcome to Brew Jackets, a fun Blue Jackets-themed podcast. My name is Kevin. Joining me tonight, we have my guy, Owen. We have my guy, Empty Duck. My guy, William. We got my guy, Heartsy. And my guy, Wyatt. Welcome to the show, everyone. CBJ. 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 Right. Whirlwind of a first week for us. Um, There's been so much going on. I mean, just even between, like, you know, us, uh, ourselves, you know, we all got to go opening night. That was sick. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, I'm just going to give like a rundown of uh, of a few things. And um, so, uh, real quick, I mean, we had actually Hartsey came in. Uh, from Philadelphia, yeah. all, the way to all the way there, all the way here. So, I gotta ask, Chicken man, screaming. how do you like Nationwide Arena? How do you like Columbus? I mean, it's no Wells Fargo Center, but yeah, it's much better. Right? It, it, is a, it is a nice arena, loud <laughs> cannon, go boom. Uh, <laughs> people were nice, except for Jacob. Fuck you, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> And, and for and for and for a guy for for a guy who is cheering for the opposition, uh, you know the people were pretty nice. Didn't get any Philadelphia comments. Well, you're not from Pittsburgh. We only right. Yeah, only Pittsburgh. You're cool. You got stuck. You got stuck in Pittsburgh, sadly. Oh yeah, I did get stuck in Pittsburgh overnight on my way back. But that's another story for another day. But all in all, Columbus, I give it a solid. 8.9 out of 10. Because okay. you guys don't know how to say soda. <laughs> I say soda, oh, but I also lived out of state pop. for a few years. It's pop, damn it. It's pop. Yeah. It's, 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 it's wrong. <laughs> it's soda. Uh, soda. Shout out to the Northeast. <laughs> like, like in some places, if you say pop, they don't know what you mean. But anywhere in the world, you say soda, and they know what you mean. I have to say soda. That is my soda. only. That is my only complaint about soda. That's fair. That's and, fair. But if you go I down to Canada and you don't ask for a Coke, then you're. A, you're yeah, a you go down south. Uh, kind of a Coke. Yeah, what kind? Mountain Dew. It's like, wait, what? Like, yeah, that's, that's the South for you. Yeah, a bit confusion, but um, it was very. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed your time here. Uh, I appreciate you saying some kind words about Columbus. Uh, I love the the city itself. You know, I'm, I do live a bit of a ways away, but um, I made the trip down there. I've been down three times in the last week. Um, you know, <laughs> I, had a, I had a meeting on last Tuesday that was awesome. Uh, I think we'll kind of skip over that a little bit. Um, but then Thursday, or I'm, yeah, Thursday, I took off work a little early, and I was able to come down for the home opener myself, um, as we alluded to with uh, Hard to Hear. We just had a um, a loss for a home opener against Philadelphia Flyers, but yeah, it was, uh, it was at least like a somewhat well fought game. Uh, you know, they they came I back. I thought the next it was sloppy. Game. Yeah, I did too. I mean, first game, first game jitters. Um, I thought it, you know, then we went up against the Rangers. We'll go into more detail about this here in a bit too. Uh, and then you know, uh, got the win and then lost again to their night. So, um. 
I had an amazing time. That was my very first opening night I got to go to. Uh, I walked out of there with like so much shit too because there was some free stuff I got. Uh, I loaded up. Uh, first, I got this from Kevin. Union Blue Scarf. Absolutely awesome. Got the little dude down here. I got to do the uh, the Dale impression, yes. uh, which is awesome. Uh, love it. Thank you, Kev, again. Uh, second, I got um, a free T-shirt uh, uh, as part of the march. One of the girls threw one to me. It was uh, like had like a Rick Nash on it, like yeah. a 61 behind him, and then had like stats on the back. That was sick. So I'm already yeah. walking in with some free stuff. I'm passing out hockey cards left and right. Like, I took to get all rid of the cards. I that wasn't all of my flyers. I dude, I don't know if you saw the pack. Like, if you look at the picture that we took together, um, if you look closely, you can see the stack of cards in my sweatshirt pocket underneath my jersey. <laughs> I mean, I, I had a lot. I came home with a lot that night yet too. Um, that was awesome. It was a wonderful experience. First, uh, you know, first opening night uh, I've ever been to. Ten uh, ten would do it again. Uh, wish they would have won, but even still. I had a great time. It was cool meeting yeah. you, Kev. It was cool meeting you, Burkeswag. It was cool meeting you, Hartsy. Yep. Um, you know, and meeting uh, a- a- everyone else out there. There's a ton of people I was able to meet there. Uh, yeah, I mean, little Boomer. I-, I actually, he was the only person I met on Monday too, because like there was like no one there on Monday. Like mm-hmm. that I knew. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. It's a weekday. You know, I, get I actually, I actually really wanted to meet. I was very. I I I, I kind of fanboyed. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, you, you didn't did. meet him. He was there. You did meet him. I'm you met sure. him. I met him. I shook. I shook his hand. Oh, and man. I got starstruck because I I actually I actually really wanted to meet Boomer. Meet what? He's like it was. It was a little bit of a wait. Yeah, it took a while, but <laughs> I was very honored. You're not disclosing why. But uh, he has a line of he has a line of fans. Yeah, it was an honor to be in his presence. It, it just, Laura you know, and Jeremy, yeah, from Objectively. Also got to meet the guys from the Artillery, Kyle, Jordan, and all them. Yeah, uh, it was pretty oh, yeah. awesome. So just you know, but giving Zach, everyone a little bit of shout out real quick. Um, and of course, <laughs> then I got to meet Kevin and Kevin's family. That was awesome. Yeah, that's so, right. How was your first? Uh, or not first? How was your opening night, Kevin? Uh it was good. You know, obviously. You know, home openers are always fun. Blue Jackets game is always fun. And, you know, my family enjoys it. And this is the first time that my family from Wisconsin, my Aunt Karen and Uncle Chris, flew in from Wisconsin. And they were able to come because for many years they've always wanted to come. But they, for, for a Blue Jackets game and the March, and but they just haven't been able to do it. But this is the year that they were finally able to do it. And, that was so cool that they were able to come. And obviously it was good to, you know, meet you hefty duck in person and heartsy in person and to see Owen again. So that was great. And just seeing so many people of my, that are my Columbus friends. It was just great to see. And obviously, you know, Union blue soldiers does our marches every year. And that was fun. So that was oh, great yeah. to see. And a big, a big group of people showed up and it was on TV and everything. And, and it was just really fucking cool. So that was great. You know, honestly, sure, it would have been better if the Blue Jackets won. But, you know, still still fun, you know. Um, at the end of the show, I'm going to share a lot some pictures that I took during my Columbus trip. So that's going to be cool. I'll, I'll share those. You know, 
And honestly, it just for me, when I wa- remember that game, it just comes down to this is that sure, first game jitters and everything, but you're playing a team that's coached by John Tortorella, and that's going to be a pain in the ass team to play against. And they're going to play good defensively, and they're going to grind you down offensively. And the thing is, is you cannot pass the puck in the middle against them. <laughs> the Blue Jackets tried it like yeah. five. The Blue Jackets tried it like five fucking times, and by the fifth time, I'm like, okay, can we not do this? Can we do do it some other way? Because clearly, it's not working. Because they would just try to pass the puck, and then boom, it would be a turnover, and then the Flyers have the puck, and it goes the other way. And it's like, okay, let's not do that anymore. Let's try a different yeah, way made, to attack. So yeah, we made them pay for one of them. Yeah, so let's try a different way to attack. But other, but you know, there's still some good moments from that game. They get a goal, boom! You know, they get a goal, so that was great Oof. from Jake Bean. And so, so you know, we have a comment here, Kev. I think this might be time because we're talking about the first game. Jason Newland, the wonderful, oh, good guy, uh, oh, fire the man. cannon on Twitter says Zach was hurt too. Yeah, Zach was Ooh. hurt. So you know, oh my, you take <laughs> Zach was Sorry. hurt. So, so overall, Sorry. my experience was. Overall, my experience was pretty, you know, the march and my family showing up and seeing Hefty Duck and Hartsey and Owen. And so overall, it was good. And now we can, you know, get on to uh, what Jason has brought up. That, yeah, Zach Wierenski did get hurt. Kind of a dirty hit. But it is what it is. Again, again. It laugh yeah. away. Dude, it literally Sorry, knocked, knocked, almost Sorry, like knocked my kinda. breath out when I saw that. I was just like, holy shit, he's down. It just gave me like the the deja vu of what happened last year and just the feelings that came with it for a bit. Like, I'm glad Wierenski will be back. Um. Oh, that's a really good point here, Jason. So Jason says, read the Flyer fan, what Zach said today. So um, Zach did mention uh, that he thought it was a dirty hit. Well, of course um, it was. Yeah, I mean, but he himself, you know, the guy who got injured, is coming out and saying it's a, it's a dirty hit. I mean, the, the NHL agrees. They at least find him the maximum allowable. Yeah, like, yeah, they find him a penny. It, it's just two dollars and a big <laughs> buck. Don't he did not deserve that. He deserved more. Uh, he deserved right. I was at crying. He deserved okay. twenty games. All right, William, go on your rant. Just right. go get it out there. Okay. So um, me and Wyan were watching the game, and Wyan can agree to this. One that when he got injured, I was bawling my eyes out because I had flashbacks to what happened last year, and I was terrified you wouldn't see him again. And then once I found out, he doesn't even get like – it was such a dirty hit. Everybody agreed. Yeah, Nobody the thing was – yeah, the thing was in the game, it was initially called a major, and then they reduced it down to a minor penalty. That's a minor penalty! Oh, yeah, we noticed that because it was like we were walking down the concourse, me and Owen, and we just heard this loud chorus of boos, like, boo! That was and a five-minute like, penalty. I don't know right. what that is. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know so, uh, what that exact so here... was down. Here's uh, the article um, from the Hockey News from actually the wonderful Jason Newland from the Hockey yeah. News. Is, um, and here he mentions, uh, or here, you know, he says Zach called the hit unfortunate. 
but he knew it wasn't his knee. It wasn't long-term. But then he says it was obviously a dirty play uh, and avoidable, and uh, it was not an accident by any means. So uh, I, I 100%, especially after last year, like, why, why did Garnett Hathaway risk that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, why did he lead a hit with his knee? Because that's just he. You Does can't he have take like a history of doing of that? that. He had a history oh. of doing that. I don't in, think he is he a cap player. I don't remember. Okay, him doing well, that. you can take the man out of Washington, but you can't take the Washington out of the man. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. This is exactly what occurred. Because I know Wyan isn't here to say it, so I'll say it for him. That when he was with the Bruins, he was a tough blue collar hockey player that did nothing wrong. <laughs> like really didn't do anything controversial. And then all of a sudden opening night as a flyer, he decides to take Wierenski's knee out or tries to at least. Yeah. Like it's just such a yeah, weird. Again, I, sorry. I don't... No, yeah. <laughs> Dude, obviously you're a fan. It's, it has little of anything to do with you. Um, I know, but like this is the second year in a row that we've injured Wierenski. You know, last year was the shoulder. This year's the knee. It's like we have, I don't know if the, I don't know if Torts has this vendetta against Wierenski. Maybe every- pissed him off or something, like at the uh-huh. end of his time, his playing there. Who knows? Who knows? But again, that's – That's – uh, um, Atkinson not uh, also hit. notched a goal that night as well. So good for the old former CBJ, Cam Atkinson, I guess. Whatever. So. Man, we lost that. <laughs> um, so can anybody here tell me can anybody tell me a single instance in the past five years where the Blue Jackets have pulled the goalie and not only actually scored, but ended up winning the game? Yes. Kevin knows. Kevin knows. This is why I asked. I figured. <laughs> um, it's, it's, ha- it, it's, ha- it's, it's happened multiple times, but an example that um, that comes to my a couple examples. The 2021-2022 season, the Blue Jackets are playing the Minnesota Wild. It's in Columbus. They're down a goal. The Blue Jackets pull the goalie with about a set amount, you know, a little, little under a minute, under a minute to go. They pull the goalie. Zach Orensky shoots from the point, scores, and then the Blue Jackets would eventually go on to win that game in a shootout. Also. I remember. They uh in the 2016-2017 season, another home game, the Blue Jackets are playing the Dallas Stars and they they're down a goal, they pull the goalie with about like 15 seconds left, Sam Gagne scores and then the Blue Jackets would hey, go on, And then the Blue Jackets would go on to win that game in in uh, in overtime. And then I know it's more than 5 years, but in the 2014 Stanley Cup playoffs against Pittsburgh in game four, the Blue Jackets are down a goal and they pull the goalie. And Mark Andre Fleury was still to this day one of the stupidest things I've ever seen a goalie do, especially during a playoff game with less than a minute to go, is he leaves his net, tries to play the puck, and the puck bounces over his stick, and the puck bounces right in front of the net. And Brandon Dubinsky shoots it in the you know the open net, and obviously we know that the Blue Jackets win that game because 
Nick Foligno yeah. scored the game-winning goal in in overtime. Oh, so like I looked up the actual stats here. So that Flurry, it has uh, happened. It has happened many times over the years. Um, Flurry, uh, Flurry has a a bad history of Mark Andre Flurry has a bad history of you know doing things like that. Yeah, well, it, he tends to he do, does. do that. So he does I, uh, because in the 2018-2019 season, Flurry's playing for Vegas. And the Blue Jackets are playing the Golden Knights in Vegas. It's in the second period, and Flurry goes behind his net to play the puck. He misses it. Puck bounces in front of the net, and Panarin scored on it. The Blue Jackets went on to win that game, and that was a big reason why. So it's like if he doesn't do it in both instances, they probably the Blue Jackets probably lose those games. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I have the exact stats pulled up from last year's season here, and I will say we are. By far, not the worst in the league at it. It's just like I feel like we get scored on every single time. Um, so there was um, shit. I just clicked off of it. Columbus Blue Jackets for the 2021-22 season had five uh, empty net netters. They scored. They allowed thirteen. And the total of times that a goalie was pulled in a game that they were in was 34. So that's almost half. That's like a third of of their games where a goalie gets pulled. And so 18 of 34 would then be there's a goal scored uh, in all but 16 of those games. So um, I think I did the math right there. So uh, – yeah, maybe maybe it is a system ahead. It just feels like we it just hasn't worked our way because uh the most allowed last year was the Detroit Red Wings with twenty eight, and empty netters. We had we were way down the list. Uh, I mean, there's the ma- majority let in more than us last year. So, whatever. Yeah, empty netters. Yep. Yeah. Um, can I uh can can I bring back up Flurry again? One more with, with his behind the net mishaps. Yeah. Because he happened to do the same thing in the 2021 playoffs against Montreal. And Josh Anderson, uh, he plays the puck behind the net, fucks it up, and it goes straight to Josh Anderson. And the Habs tied the game. And then the Habs won it in overtime. And then they won the series against Vegas. So, Flurry, stop trying to be Brodor, please. Love of God. So this yeah. is interesting here. Um, of all the teams last year, Calgary Flames had a 0.52 success rate of scoring on you if you had an empty net. That's an over the 50-50 chance. Yeah. Like going up against a team like that with an empty net, it's what I I, I won. I 100% understand why it's done. And I yep. don't disagree with it. Yep. I just also think, <clears throat> like, I don't know, like, is it something with the defense? Like, well, I mean, Owen, you might have a interesting perspective on this as well. I haven't heard much from you. So I want to get your opinion. What do you think of them pulling the goalies and, and why do you, and, and why? Well, I mean, I think our team is still more, more mainly focused on offense than it is defense from the looks of it and how our schemes run. Yeah. Just look so, at the overall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Everson was kind of suspect in that first game, and especially in the game against Detroit. 
Um, we got sat the whole so, third period. So, so, like, pulling the goalie, oh, yeah. getting the extra skaters, probably to also help with defense, but also to try and get a goal. And even though the Flyers did get one Two. right off the empty netter, we did tie it again. Or we brought it to within one to try and tie it. Yeah. And then Konechny just hit that one, like, buzzer beater. Yeah. Yeah. But- Which, honestly, I thought the green light went off. I thought the horn went off before anything. But that's, I would, you know, I would have given it to him. I don't care. Yeah, you know, and honestly, I, I think from an empty, I think from a Blue Jackets standpoint, it's more, it, it just a hockey thing in general. It's just a strategic thing that it's like, if you're down a goal, let's say about less than a minute to go, I'm thinking you're you're going all offense at that point. Yeah, you'd yeah. want to have some defense, but at that point, it's like I need to have my guys who increase my chance of trying to score a goal here and that you are going to give up some defense, which does risk you getting scored on. But I, I, you know, it's a high risk, high reward thing. And that's basically, you know, what really, what it is. Yeah. That's why me personally, I think if you're going to have an extra attacker out there, make it a defenseman and not a forward. Yeah. Or like even of, uh, an offensive defenseman or something. You know what I mean? Like or a it, defensive forward. Someone who can score a yeah. goal and still defend. Yeah. What do you or, think about – like? Uh, so speaking of going back on defense, you know, a lot of people were, were complaining about some forwards on our team not going back and playing defense. But did you guys happen to notice Marchenko? And I thought he has been one of these shining stars. Him? Okay, so here's my shining stars for the first three games. Okay, Jake Bean. Yes. Boone Jenner. Yes. Kirill Marchenko. Yep. And uh Merzlikens. Man, I was about to say Merzlikens. Yeah. I was just thinking about like, Fantilli too. I yep. Yeah, I yeah he's done he's done well, but like um especially Boone Jenner, I mean showing up for the, the showing up big for his team. Um <laughs> I mean hat trick. There's a couple of things that I mean I've read. That on average, it takes two full seasons for a player to completely gel with the team. We have a lot of new faces. Oh, yeah, I forgot. So, my fifth star, Alexander Texier. Yes. Dude's been, oh, dude, I, I missed that guy. He's been yeah. doing good. Um, no, so, it's, I don't know. About no, Wine Fantilli Texier line looked good, even though did, it yeah. took a big old fat L. No, it did. And you know, it's it's a small sample size so far, but man, it's a credit to what Alexander Texier has been able to do so far. It just looked like he really just never he just took off where he left during the 2021-2022 season. I mean, talked about it on the show many times where he starts out 2018-2019 season, does good with the Monsters, goes with the Blue Jackets and does good and scores two big goals against the Lightning to help them win that series and plays good the following season and the following season. And then the 2021-2022 season plays really good on that fourth line with Sean Corral and Eric Robinson. And then he gets bumped up with more minutes and he looks pretty damn good there. And if he doesn't get hurt and his, you know, whatever his situation was, then he's still on the team and probably continues that. And that was the thing we've talked about. It's like, oh, is he going to continue that when he comes back? 
And so far, it's a small sample size, but so far, the answer is yes. He, it's a credit to him for just keep going, and it looks like he's kept going where he left off. And it, you know, and it's great, it's great, it's great to see Jake Bean. That's a guy that surprises me. But he's I mean, playing but really well. He's playing really good. This is if he keeps this up, this is perfect for him. It is. This is the year he needs to be like that. We, no, because last year would have been the perfect audition for him, but he got played some games. He looked good, but you know, he got kind of hurt. So it's like, good for you, Jake. Being you're starting, that surprises me, but in a good way. So you're starting off in a good way, and that's great to see. So good for you. Uh, Boone Jenner, hat trick. I was there at that Rangers game. Hell the yeah. Blue Jacket played the Rangers, and he got the hat trick, and that was fucking cool. Um, I was a lot of goals got called back in that game. Yeah, there was. That's another a lot of goals called back. Yeah, so Elvis Merzlikens, you look pretty dang good so far. So shout out to you. Um, you know the, the Blue Jackets game against the Rangers. It really just comes down to this: the Blue Jackets had, you know, they scored a goal in the first period, but the second period is really why they won that game because Boone Jenner hat trick. You know, th- a three goal period. They took that game over, and that's why Natural. you know they won it. You know, and Hartsey's right. The first period, three goals got taken off the board, two Rangers goals for offsides, and then the one goal for the Blue Jackets got taken off the board. But a real, I really like that. That was a good game played by the Blue Jackets. They won five three, so that was good. Boone Jenner hat trick, so that was you know. I thought that game was sloppy in our game. Yeah. So that was great. It was great. It's uh, that was great to see. And you know, Detroit they had a good first period there. Yeah, they get scored on. You you know, they get scored on, but still pretty good period. But the rest of that, that was just not a good game. It just not played very well. And we'll just move on from that game and just say, hey, you had one really good game. Well, let's see if you can just keep it. You know, going. Yeah, like you said, small sample size, but I mean, I I see. Yes, we lost twice, and both losses were games I happened to be at, which sucks. Because <laughs> yeah. you know you pay a lot of money, and then you know you're not you can't pay to win in, in no. hockey unless you're the Rangers. Unless um, it's EA Sports, yeah. But yeah, right. And so, like, um, you know, it's just a little bit of a bummer. It is what it is. That's hockey for you. That's yeah. I'm not. There's no way I'm throwing the towel in or giving up on the team by any no. means. But, you know, it's just no, a no. bummer. I, I, already, I, I I'm getting to go to like a, quite a few other games this year, so pretty stoked on that. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, so I'm going to talk about being there on Monday a little bit, and then we got to do the ad read. Yeah. So uh, as always, yes. whenever we play teams who are within, you know, a decent amount of driving distance. There was tons of Red Wings fans in there. And so here's another thing that I do see some people um, not happy about or maybe complain about on Twitter at times, too. Yeah. Um, so it's all the Penguins jerseys and all the other teams' jerseys and, and, and the Red Wings. Here's the thing. Before 20... I'm sorry, shit. Before the year 2000, there was no Blue Jackets. Yeah. There, so, yeah. and the last team that was in Ohio was the Cleveland Barons, which was part of the WHL in like the seventies. There had been, um, there had been, uh, 
maybe an AHL team around. But anyway, my point being, so at that moment, you know, if you were a hockey fan in Ohio before the year 2000, what were your choices? You had Pittsburgh or Detroit. And I will be you, maybe Philly. I will be dead and cold before I would put on black and yellow. I No, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But my I'd point being they, they're the fans for so like some people like while they're here, like they're gonna come to games with their jackets uniform on for ninety nine percent of the home games they come to. Then when their original love comes into town, you know, maybe the we yeah. see a bit more I, of the opposition. So I, it's it's annoying, but I understand. Yeah. And my credit, and I understand people's criticism of that is that you're okay, fine. There's a little leeway there for a for first couple years and everything, but it's like we're now this is the Blue Jack. We're now 23 years into this basically, and you're still doing this. Like, come on now, get with the program now. This is. It, it it is frustrating because you see people. Oh yeah, I like the blue jackets, and those same people they're wearing you know penguin shit or whatnot when they play the blue jackets, and it's like okay, clearly you don't. So let's just stop with this, and then they go back to wearing blue jacket stuff. It's like it, no, it's just, just yeah. no. I'm sorry, you know, old man yells at cloud. It just no, just just no, you know, you wouldn't do that and. They wouldn't do this because so many of those people probably like Ohio State, and I like Ohio State too. But those people probably wouldn't do it if Michigan or some other team comes to town and wears what Michigan or other stuff, and then wear Ohio State the next game. No, you wouldn't do that. So I, I mean, think the old man yells at Cloud. I think it's time to get with the program and let's jump on a hundred, jump in and a hundred, jump in on a hundred percent, and just you know just do it. That's just. So That's just one my thing opinion. I have to say to that is the Blue Jackets would not be successful if it weren't for other teams' fans. Yes, you have that homegrown people here, but you know, day one, like I said, in that area in Columbus, who did you cheer for before the year two thousand? And you, and yeah, I get that you say Make the first chill. couple of years, but I mean, I lived in that time period, and I'm still here. Like so, like I understand why people who you know grew up liking one team and then grew to love the Blue Jackets. So, like I said, annoying as all hell. I wish it, I didn't have to hear them chant the Red Wings chant. Like, it was loud. Uh, it was loud. There's like, a whole section where like, they all kind of, like, uh, uh, concentrated. Yeah. And I hated it. Oh, man. I was sitting right next to this couple who, they were very polite fans. I'll give them that. I don't think uh, they weren't you know, they 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 were just polite. They were nice fans to be next to. If they're if I was uh you know, next to a another team's fans, I give you know I would rather it be them. They were chill. So actually, I also sat somewhere different than I normally do. Normally, I sit like kind of around one of the corners. Like I like the top row and the front row, or right. top uh upper deck front row. But this time, I sat. Upper upper deck front row right on the red line. Okay. And that was cool. It was just such a such a nice way to like see all the I mean you still ha- like me and you we sat like three like six rows from the top, you know, opening night, and I could still see fine. I could still see everything perfectly. Yeah. But 
just that center, a little bit of a different angle. It's so cool. And, you know, in part, because we're watching from above, we have a different angle on it as well. And so, you know, watching that Severson turnover really sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, rough game, rough game. It, it was is. cool, though, once again. I mean, I still had a great time. Win or lose, I always have a great time at Nationwide. The Schweid. So, yeah. Well, let's move on from that. I'm going to go ahead and do the ad read real quick. I'm going to do this little, little promo vid. The NFL season is going strong. And DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a, even uh, of a sweet, even sweeter offer every game day this October. <laughs> sweet, get it? Halloween. Yeah. Um, so Ooh. I haven't really been uh, looking at the odds yet. Uh, for the, the upcoming games. So I'm actually not even sure who who is all playing this this next week here. So uh, we got the Browns against the Colts. It looks like on the money line, the Browns are favored to win that 148 uh, to the Colts of a plus uh, 20, 124. So I good luck to the Browns. Okay. I mean, this is 100% absolutely we're zero advice. That's what yeah, no. his personal bet's going to be. You know, we don't... We, advise you yeah no anyway. don't listen We're to me tell it. Don't but listen <laughs> you know but uh you know as a northeasterner uh northeastern highwind uh i gotta say good luck to the browns uh but on the flip side of that let's look here at oh. the uh you can't no betting on the bengals this week because oh, bengals, bengals got a bye week so bengals got a bye all right well then let's talk shit about the steelers um yeah uh, <laughs> yeah the Rams. The Rams are favored oh, no. uh, minus one sixty two and a plus one thirty six for Steelers. So, um, whether or not I would bet on them doesn't matter. Uh, I'm going to root against the Steelers. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm we, never going to bet for a, them. Yeah. Can we get a check in on the Eagles, please? We got our Kelly Green matchup this week. Oh yeah, 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 no, that's Dolphins. fair. That's fair. Uh, Eagles are playing. Uh, the Dolphins. Well, of course, they're a favored to win. Eagles are the Eagles. a balling ass team. Um, uh, no, not really. We lost to the Jets. Not this year. I'm not confident. Uh, <laughs> we're 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 five and one, but we lost to the Jets, so I'm not confident. Not this bad week. though. Not bad. I mean, did anyone like? They're okay, if you would have bet on last week's Browns game, I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. Lost, you probably lost some money. You probably be unless you did like an anytime touchdown for this person and they got a touchdown or something like that. Like you, <laughs> yeah, you, no. how could you have predicted that? No, I feel bad for that poor kicker, Google. man. Yeah, same. His I entire mean, family was there, bro. I good for the Browns for beating the 49ers who no one thinks you're gonna do it. So good yeah. for, <laughs> for you. Underdog bro, the and script then, last week was crazy. And Bengals, <laughs> Bengals get a big win. Bengals get a big win against Seattle. So, like, 
in the Blue Jackets won this past Saturday. Ohio State won. So it's like it was a good day for a good, like, two-day stretch for yeah. Ohio sports. And mm-hmm. if you were, you know, I don't like to bet on teams I already root for, but yeah. if that's how people like other people like to do, this was a really good week for, for betting uh, on Ohio. <laughs> Um, but yeah, get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Yeah. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling called 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts, Kansas, licensee partner, yeah. Golden Nugget Lake Charles, uh, 21 plus, age varied by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Or some, I don't know why that is. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.com. DraftKings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible yeah, gaming so. resources. So for the Speaking of okay. Connecticut, our yeah. guys back. Boom. Not gamble responsibly, not gambling by advice, but from an Ohio sports perspective, uh, you can't, like I said earlier, you know, you can't bet on the Bengals because there's a bye week. So can't Sadly. yeah. So no, but you can do it on the Browns. Um, of course, this this weekend, Ohio State. You know they play Penn State. Uh, Penn. So, you know the Bearcats play this weekend, so you can bet on we them are. as well. And um, you know Blue Jackets play Friday, Saturday. So if you want to, you know, bet responsibly, and you can bet on the Blue Jackets. Uh, anyways, uh, why? And you got to tell us about Ohio State. You got to tell us about Ohio State legend Mason Lorai. Yes, how was well, his week? Well, he's still cooking in the AHL. Um, has not gotten a call up, sadly. But, you know, hopefully we are <clears> – <throat> hopefully he's going to get that call soon. I mean, <clears throat> we might be one of the teams in on Connor Garland. I heard the Vancouver Canucks want a defenseman. So maybe yeah. we trade one of them for Garland and then call it Lorai. I don't know. That's we just can a give speculation him, can, on my part. Can... but. Yeah. Can, can we give can we give the Mark Stahl, please? <laughs> yeah, Mark Stahl. Is ass. I don't know why he was signed. <laughs> I don't know either. But uh, anyway, that's good to hear. That's cool. good to hear about Ohio State. That's good to hear about Ohio State legend Mason Lorai. That's good. hell yeah. So um, you were just talking about call ups and three games in because of the Zach Rowensky, uh injury. We already yeah. called up. Well, Jack Greaves didn't get to play, but we saw David Yurchek get to play some NHL hockey and mm-hmm. get to see his first goal. <laughs> NHL. Oh, first. That's very nice. Well very done, nice. David Yurchek. Very nice. He looks, he uh, looks really good. Congrats. congrats. I haven't heard much yeah, from you. So, William, what did you think about? What do you think about uh, him getting that first goal? Or are you? Probably still a pop up. I was. I don't know if you guys saw my tweet. I was pretty excited for him. We didn't. What'd you say? I tweeted, like, welcome to the NHL, kid, stuff like that. Hell, yeah. I was hyped when he scored that first goal. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Good to hear, man. I mean, he's such and, a stellar athlete. And um, 
great shot, great goal by David Yurichek, and I was there in person to see it, so that was pretty fucking cool. But it's a, you know, it's a great shot. And the thing, the one of the things they say about David Yurichek is, you know, obviously good defensively, but he has a lot of good offensive instincts, uh, good on offense as well. And you see highlights of him shooting it, whether it be in the Czech Republic or with the Monsters, or when he played with Czech Czechnia in the World Juniors. The dude can fucking shoot it. He's got a bomb of a slap shot where he just shoots the shit out of it like crazy. Just puts everything he has into it, and it's a powerful slap His shot. Entire shoots, body. And, and when he shoots it, and that shot was just such a great shot, and it proves of what he can do offensively, and just a great shot by him to where Shesterkin had no chance to stop that. So. Good on you, David Yurichek. And honestly, since you've been called up, you don't look you actually look pretty good. It's a small sample size, but you look yeah. pretty good. So just keep it going. Let's see how far you can you can take this. Because this has been the question with David Yurichek is eventually he's gonna be that first line, second line guy for the blue jackets on defense. It's just a matter of when was that gonna be? A lot of people said maybe it's right off the bat when the season starts. A lot of people said, well, it's probably towards the end of the season. You let him cook in Cleveland for a little bit, you pull him up, and then he takes it from there. Obviously, he gets pulled up from Cleveland. He's played good so far, so small sample size. But it'll be interesting to see how it goes and if he can just continue that good play and positive trajectory. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and – very you nice. know, the uh, like prospects talk a little bit too. Uh, I want to talk just a little bit about the monsters. Um, so their first game, they won. Yes, uh, sure. I think they beat my Phantoms too. Yes, yes, they beat uh, Lehigh Phantoms, right? Yeah, um, Lehigh Valley. That's it was not a good game for the Phantoms. Yeah, they won 5-1, and then they lost 5-2 against the Hershey Bears. But um, something I want to point out there is that I believe Pavel Chayon was able to – had to play because Jack Greaves got called up as a backup for Spencer Martin. Um, And unfortunately, he just got scored on there uh, a bit. Uh, You know, they have similar issues to us when it comes to maybe their back end sometimes. But – I mean, it's looking pretty good for them. Did you guys happen to see Voronkov absolutely decimate that one dude? Yes. Oh my god, that that dude oh, is man, I have to oh see my that. God. that that dude is one big fucker, and I mean that when I say one big fucker, I mean that in a good way. That dude is huge, and he's a fucking gorilla, just a beast. Oh my god, the dude's a moose, just. Uh, he's 6'5", 240. 6'5", 240. He's fucking huge, and he is going to be a pain in the ass, not just with the monsters, mm-hmm. but when he when his time comes to play with the Blue Jackets, he's gonna just going to be a pain in the ass to play against, and it's just going to be great to see. And that hit that he put on that guy was like, oh, my God, that was so fucking cool. Just so damn great. But – I'm so excited. I've been excited for him for a bit now, ever since the Blue Jackets drafted him. And you see highlights of him over in Russia and just looks so damn cool and just so damn good. And you're like, oh, that's exciting. And it's exciting to see 
when he and he's doing it with the monsters playing good in Russia, playing good with the monsters. And it's just exciting to see when his time will come with the blue jackets and how, how he, he's going to, in my opinion, going to do well. And is just going to be one of those pain in the ass players to play against. And especially he's six, five, two park his ass in front of the fucking net and just watch the magic just go whether it be for screens, deflections, dirty garbage goals, stuff like that. It just give them the JVR treatment. Right. It, it just it's just two gonna be great. Yeah, it, I agree with you. I agree with you, Hartsy. Just do that. And it's it's just gonna be great to see. I'm excited for this kid to play for the blue jackets when his time comes. Nice. JVR on pace for 82 goals, by the way. <laughs> Dude, oh my yeah, goodness. I mean, I mean when in boon. when in doubt get in front of the net. It's like, yeah. I mean, you know, the right, yeah. a guy like that, so I'm, I'm going to so, No, you got a good one over there. Um, right. A couple there other guys who are looking good uh, on the Monsters, though, are some people we talked about, and they're, po- they're like possibly just be on the Blue Jackets, starting on the Blue Jackets at the start of the year. Um, so, Brendan Gantz, uh, you got a goal, and the Bears, and, and hmm. he had... Um, he had assists from Lance, uh, Fix Wolanski and uh, Christensen, Jake Christensen. So all three of those dudes, I mean, we kind of figured Trey would start in the Monsters is, uh, as he did last year. Um, but Gons and Christensen we were kind of up for debate a little bit. Uh, and then uh, Mark- Marcus Bjork uh, scored the second goal of the game with assists from Veronkov and Patia. Um Owen's no. nodding hard. Three other people that we could very well see uh, on on the Blue Jackets at some point, uh, even this year. I mean, especially looking at Bjork and Vronkov. Um, yeah. We shall see. Good luck to the Monsters. Um, good luck in the, Please the go next easy on the game. Next time. Fridays, they're going to be playing the Syracuse uh, Crunch. And catch that on Fox mm. Sports 1350, the gambler. The um, serial team is what I like to call the crunch. <laughs> yeah, right. That's kind of an interesting name. I'm not sure I would have stuck it's with that. Sam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Former yeah. CBJ. Yeah. yeah. Now they're the Lightning affiliate for some reason. Hmm. Where is Syracuse at? I forgot. New York. Oh, well, that's just stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's strange. But, you know, we don't have a ECHL affiliate this year. So, oh, yeah. whatever. I thought it was Cincinnati. Um, what happened? No, uh, that's... The Rangers. Yeah. What? Rangers. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. damn Rangers. Ooh, see, this and is why the Rangers deserve nothing. The Kalamazoo Wings to, w? uh, like, wasn't that a Canadian team? This is why the Bruins own the Rangers. I don't know. Oh, but, let's um, check. I'm gonna check. I'll be back. Let's, let's check. I can. So I'm, let's I go. No, I want to do it when you find it. Uh, I want to go over a little bit of stats so far. Uh, I know it's only three games, but in those three games, Kirill Marchenko got three quarters of his assist that already that he had last year. He's got three. Now, unfortunately, no goals, but he's got three assists to his name in the first three games, and that's more 
than he had last year. Or uh, he's yeah. on pace to. I mean, he had four assists and like what, like thirty-two, like twenty-two goals or some shit. Yeah, last year. Um, so he's in second place of points with three points. Boone Jenner, uh, you know, with that hat trick the other night and his assist, he's at four points. So, and then as we were talking about the people, you know, who the stars kind of Jake Bean, uh, he's got a goal and an assist, first goal of the season to Jake Bean. Uh, very nice. And then Line's got two points as well, one goal, one assist. Gaudreau has two assists, and Provorov has two assists. So. Wait, Provorov is being productive over there? What the hell is happening? We yeah, are minus two. Um <laughs> he had the Provorov he had a two assist he had a two assist night against the Rangers. So he assisted on like I think like uh, it's always uh, the old rivals. He always does that again. I you'd have to this may be right or wrong, but I think he had two assists. Two assists on like two of the Boone Jenner goals from his hat trick. Hmm. Very, very. Now, if only awesome play defense for once. <laughs> I think they would probably play like on the ice around the same times. So I'm pretty yeah. sure. Oh, who we got here? He tends to uh, he tends to have a bit. He, he tends to have some mental relapses when he's on defense. Not the greatest hockey IQ. Yeah. So um, it's not the best stat, but earlier in the season. It is yeah. a little bit more. So the worst plus minus on our team right now is Patrick Line with a minus three. Everyone else, but uh, the next worst is like minus two. But and it's a small sample size yeah. of a few games. But I think he's been playing really well this year. Uh so far I didn't include him in my stars. Yeah. Can I uh point this out about Patrick Line? Uh, yeah. I don't know if this is a thing that I don't think this I don't know if this is a thing that he usually does, but he shot at our net after warm-ups during opening mm-hmm. night. I don't know if anyone else noticed that. <laughs> and uh was anyone on down your end? No. Once everyone cleared the uh Yeah, he's probably no no no. See, is this is this is something that the Flyers don't really like. I didn't they, the Flyers uh, started an entire brawl when that happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The last time someone shot on our uh, warm-up net after we all left the ice, there was kind of a brawl. But then again, that was the eighties. The yeah, 80s. and you know what? It's his barn. It's his barn, and it's his. You know, that's part of it. I think. But or maybe yeah, he no, was trying well, to disrespect courts or something. I think <laughs> maybe a little bit, but maybe. Well, yeah, imagine, imagine a you ever find that, that affiliate for Kalamazoo? Because I found it. The, the Kalamazoo Wings are no, the affiliate of the Vancouver Canucks. Ah, yeah, I remember. Cool. Why so weird? That's such a far, far yeah. trip. Yeah, it's pretty far. But at least yeah. it's not the Charlotte Checkers. Yeah. Charlotte Checkers. But, um,. And, 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 you know, Hefty Duck, you bring up the whole minus three, plus minus three for Patrick Line. Okay, that's not necessarily good. But then, like, you look at him, you take that away, and he's actually playing pretty good. And the center thing that he's doing, doing actually looks pretty good so far. So that's just kind of interesting to see if he can just, can you know, continue that. And I've seen center. No, but it could work, though, because he's 6'5", like 200-plus pounds, 
and that kind of size is what you want for a center. So if it, you know he keeps this going, the Blue Jackets might have something there, and that would be something for all these years. The Blue Jackets like, oh, we need help at center, and oh, you know, we got to trade for one or free agency or draft, 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 and then it could have been like the answer was right in front of them this whole time when they had a guy on their team. So yeah, that, the answer is right there, and, and it's bald. It, yes, Patrick Ball. Mine <laughs> is bald. Are you going to be Or Timmy Panarin. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Panarin with bald. <laughs> yeah, Panarin's bald, too. Um, I've seen some people, you know, the kind of complain, oh, why isn't Fantile playing center? And I can understand that, but I can also understand this. It's e- for it's it's center is hard to break into the NHL. It's even harder when you're a 19-year-old kid that hasn't played in the NHL. And you see this from a lot of good centers that they start off on the wing for a bit and then they eventually get to center and then they have good careers because it's just easier to play on the wing in the NHL for a bit. Get get yourself settled down, get your feet wet, and then when you're ready, you go to center because it's just much easier that way. And you don't want to screw with Adam Fantilli's development. So I, I, I agree with Pascal Vincent and what he's doing with Fantilli. You put him on the wing for a little bit, let him let him settle down, get his feet wet, and he's shown he can have chemistry with Patrick Line. And when he's ready, they'll put him in there. And it's a similar thing with Kent Johnson this past season, what Brad Larson did with him. A lot of people saying, Oh, he should Kent Johnson should be playing more. He should be playing more higher up in the lineup and all this stuff. They didn't do that right away. They let him get his feet wet. And when he was ready, he was ready. And the Blue Jackets gave him all the ice time in the world with him. And it clearly, it showed to be the better idea. Similar idea with Kirill Marchenko. A lot of people think he should have started out the season with the Blue Jackets, but he just wasn't quite there yet. You let him cook in Cleveland, get him first line, second line minutes. And when he was ready, he was ready. And then he's taken off from there and become a really good first line, second line guy uh, for for the Blue Jackets. My profile pick, yeah. Matt Potsrum, begs to differ because he's also 19 and is playing center and looks pretty damn good. Yeah. Well, every, yeah. Everyone's different, though. That's everyone's the, different. Uh, yeah, um, it's, it's different systems, I'm going to be honest. As well. You know, there's, so, that's a, that brings know, up a good point. Um, different systems. So it's a small sample size. But what has changed? What do you guys think has changed from last year? You know, we've heard some rumors coming out of like the camp and practices that he's looking at doing like a positionless, positionless style of play, um, as opposed to you know just you're at center, you're at wing. So that's one thing to remember with these lines is that they might look like that on paper, but at times maybe. You know, Fantilli will be in the center. Maybe Lani will be on the wing. You yeah. know, that's why they have them both there. Um, same with the, you know, Jenner Marchenko Goudreau line. I mean, I would imagine Goudreau is much more of a wing most of the time. But, yeah. you know, Marchenko. Yeah, could, I had him play center for some odd reason, right? No. Didn't he play center? I could have sworn he played center. No, so. Jenner. Calgary. Oh, Jenner. Oh, yeah. Jenner's a center. Uh, currently. Yeah. He's our top line center. We've talked about it before that we don't really think that, he, like on most other teams, you know, probably second line. Third line. Yeah. Third line. He was a winger. 
You know, oh, he is. No. But he's versatile, though. He can play both the wing and center, and he's good at both. So that's why they, you know, they, you know, they do it. But, um, and that's another thing is this, this position, positionless player thing is not exactly a new concept with the Blue Jackets because when John Tortorella was coach with the Blue Jackets, he had, you know, Zach Wierenski and Seth Jones, basically what he called a rover, which is like, yeah, technically speaking, you're a defenseman, but you're not a defenseman. We want you going all over the ice and being aggressive and picking your spots, when to go on offense and when to go on defense. And the Blue Jackets had a lot of success with that. So when I hear Pascal Vincent talk about positionless, positionless, positionless play, you know, hockey, that's what it reminds me of, of the Rover thing of what, when the Blue Jackets had uh, John Tortorella. Another thing to consider is when you listen to Pascal Vincent talk, he's talked about his perfect, I guess, hockey team in his view is where you can have at least nine centers, nine people who can play center. So then that gives you a lot of options where you can put guys on the wing and center. So let's say someone, you know, gets kicked out of the faceoff circle. You can stick another guy who can play center and win that faceoff in that spot and keep possession of the puck. So it'll be, you know, kind of interesting to see how this goes and, on, it's a small sample size, but they look better defensively and they look much better offensively. So yeah. be interested to see how this continues and how it goes. And a lot of people want to say, oh, Pascal Vincent is Brand Larson, which is wrong because if you listen to him talk, he's more closer to a French-Canadian version of a John Tortorella where he's not going to put up with people's shit and he's going to ask him for a good – effort of always trying 200 foot game of always trying on offense and defense. And if that's the case, I'll take that. Yes. So uh, I don't want to change topic too fast. Don't want to break anyone's neck here, but there's something that uh, I wanted to go over after that. Uh, So, and Owen, I'd like your opinion on this. So what do you think of the send down of Eric Robinson. It hurt. As someone who is a Robinson uh, defender, it hurt. But I can see the reasoning why it had to happen. Yeah. We have too many bodies. Mm-hmm. Too little spaces. And you got some guys that are going to end up playing good in Cleveland to the point where they're going to have to call them up and start either trading or waving other guys. That leads me into the next part then too. So we've already we've got so many, dude. Personally, I think Bemstrom's playing well this year. Mm-hmm. We have so far it's a small sample size, but we have bodies everywhere. We might not have the top tier player that we want, but we have good bodies everywhere. Not good. Uh, that phrasing was kind of weird. Sorry. Uh, no, but you, know, you got good every, uh, yeah, yeah. So we have plenty of people. So one, yeah. one trade rumor I've been looking at uh, or been <laughs> hearing about or a few rumors here. Um, Adam Boquist has been, you know. So here's the, th- the other thing, though. I've heard that they've been being shopped for like quite a while now. Like people have been trying to yeah. get some trades out. 
but so like if anyone wanted them, I feel like they would have been traded already. So um, yeah, we talked about Bems from a bit. I mean, uh, it's whatever to me, but I think we're looking at more or less a, a D man, and I think that Andrew Peak might be a decent target. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he hasn't. He's only played in one game so far this year. Um, or at least he was like a healthy scratch. I don't know because it says Matthew Olivier has one game played here, but he has not played a game yet. Um, but he's healthy now and he is uh, rostered and probably getting ready to play at some point soon. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, we got those are kind of the names that, that I kind of float around when I'm hearing of like, you know, trade chalk because. There's bodies, bodies everywhere. We're gonna make room for Veronkov yet. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, they sent Blankenberg down. Uh, that seemed to be a topic of discussion when uh, the lines for opening night got released. Yeah, r- right. So uh, then they played Foodie instead of Johnson as well too, which I thought was fine. Um, so real quick too, they gotta make room for Yegor Chinikov, mm-hmm. or he gets sent down and. Feasibly, so um, it's this. Uh, let me quote a tweet from the Jackets Insider at Jackets Insider, Jeff Svoboda. Um, he says Jordan Dumay and Yegor Chinikov, both of whom are on the injured list, are on the ice ahead of today's Blue Jackets practice. Zach Wierenski, also in, in attendance, and on the next comment down, he says, Yes, he's skating. So, one, thank God. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they're all healing up, you know, yeah. but. We need a room. What do we get? What you can't just keep them on IR forever. Um, I mean, unless you're Tampa Bay. Igor Chinakov LTIR. Right. He'll be back in one of the playoffs. Yeah, right, right, right. All right, some some hypothetical scenario: the Blue Jackets make the playoffs, and then all of a sudden, here's Yegor Chinakov. It's like, oh, where did that come from? Hmm. Right. I thought he was good. We need room for. (laughs) Like he he scores two goals. He scores two goals to help the Blue Jackets win the game, and people like, oh, but the Blue Jackets did a Tampa Bay Lightning. They're cheating. They're cheating. They're cheating. They're They're cheating. Cheaters. Columbus Blue Cheaters. Blue Cheaters. We need to make three moves (laughs) if we want these three players playing on the NHL team, Dumai, Chinikov, and Wierenski. Because, you know, your check was moved up. But does he deserve to get sent back down? In my opinion, I don't think so. No. I think he, uh, I think he earned a spot the other night, or several nights now. Yeah, and I, I have a hard time seeing him go down. Well. I would, but you know, Wierenski has to come back. You know, uh, right? So yeah. that's exactly it. Who, Who goes? goes down or um, gets traded? So the demon we have on yeah, the either somebody's getting sent to Cleveland. Yeah, someone. Yeah. We got Boquist, Goodbranson, Yurchek, Peak, Provorov, Severson, Wierenski. Well, when he comes back. Um, so those are our, our defensemen currently rostered. So out of those, we already talked about Boquist and Peak a little bit about being possible trade outs. Because I mean, Jake Bean's probably, he's not, I wouldn't send him down either. I no, think he's already no. here in this spot no. here. 
I would be saddened, but I could also feasibly maybe see Peek getting sent down. But if they're trying to hold his value up, why would you do that? Yeah. So who is it? Who's going to be? You know, I've said this on the show before. The last two weeks we've said this on the show, which is some of these rumors keep popping up. And when I, I said it, which is a guy that probably makes sense, you probably don't want to give up because you want him on your team, but you understand why if it had to happen, is Adam Boquist is my number one. And then followed by Andrew Peak, number two. You know, I understand the Eric Robinson thing a little bit. Again, another another type of a guy you want to have on your team because he's so fast. He's a good third-line, fourth-line guy, good on defense, penalty kill. Sometimes can score goals when he doesn't, you know, miss the net like 99% of the time. But the Blue Jackets might, you know, my opinion is that um, Eric Robinson – probably his last season, but also the Blue Jackets probably have his replacement with Liam Foody because basically Liam Foody is Eric Robinson where he can do just about anything. The only difference is, is Liam Foody hits the net more, more than Eric Robinson and Eric Robinson is bigger than Liam Foody, but you take those two things away and Liam Foody is just basically a smaller version of Eric Robinson. So Liam Foody is probably Eric Robinson's replacement and cheaper so I understand, I understand that. And the Blue Jackets do get some cap savings by sending Eric Robinson down to Cleveland. And Adam Boquist, a good offensive defenseman, and he's getting better defensively. You want that on your team. And Andrew Peak, he's been a good minute muncher defensively, and he blocked shots, the type of guy you want. But, again, I understand if they had to get rid of Peak for to get someone, I'd understand it. If they had to get rid of Adam Boquist, I, I understand it. And then there's rumors popping up that the Blue Jackets are one of the teams potentially with the Connor Garland thing. Whether if the Blue Jackets get Connor Garland or they get something else out of it, that'll be interesting to see on how that goes. I gotta, where, where would he fit in? Yeah, and I got to give credit to the Twitter page Union and Blue because they tweeted this out on their page their Twitter page, which is in their opinion, he uh, that they think that in this hypothetical scenario with Connor Garland, it's not Connor Garland that the Blue Jackets are going after. He thinks that Yarmo is being Yarmo and doing a stereotypical thing of going after that big move that he does every so often where he gets that big trade. So then that gets me thinking, well, okay, if you're going – to Vancouver and you're trying to make that big trade, what could that potentially be? And some people think it's Elias Pettersson. Now, I obviously would like that because he's a damn good player, but eh, I'd be like, oh, God, that's going to be expensive. What would you have to give up for that? And it's like, eh, I'm not so sure about that. But knowing Yarmo and his trade history, he pulls off fucking magic and he could probably pull another thing out of his ass and just do another just magical beautiful trade and his trades have always happened when you're not expecting him to do it and then it's a great move and you're like damn that was a great move how did he do that so that'll be interesting to see it's probably going to be adam boquist or maybe andrew peak maybe i don't know i 
I can my emotional mindset cannot afford to see another division rival get another All Star player. I mean, oh, I would shit my pants if we got Elias Peterson. That would be. I, know, I, might, I might. I might. I might. I don't know. I um, don't even know what I might. I mean, we could yeah, see something like that. Um, you know, involving like a two for one type deal too. I mean, he's listed as a center, so that wouldn't really replace anyone on our defense. But um, center depth. Yeah, center depth once more. And then also, if we could maybe unload a player or two instead of draft picks, because we want to probably keep those. Um, What? (laughs) You know, actually, actually, like, that's a feasible option as well, too. We talked about the preseason. Like, they're playing well, but even still, we have other Mm -hmm. dudes that can play well, too, and there's so many bodies. There's only so many roster spots, yeah. um, so that could be that could very well be something interesting. Um, that's a good uh, good uh, viewpoint there, Kev. Yeah, appreciate you bringing that up because yeah. that was something I just had never I hadn't like really heard much about, but it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, Pedersen, damn, that would be sick. Um, I, I'd yeah, be we'll sick. see. I I'd become sick. <laughs> I mean, the Literally, other thing I could I see might, them. I'm deactivating it. permanently from Twitter. That happens. That would that would hurt my soul. The other thing I could see them looking to trade for is uh, something for Run. goalkeeper depth. Um, I think that could be something really important. Kev, did you freeze or are you just? No, I froze. So I'm. Oh, you froze. I was like, why do you keep looking like that? <laughs> yeah, like, it looks I'm like you're dead. like. He's okay. just so good okay, at saying okay, still. Okay. Hold on. Let's see if this will work. <laughs> he's he's doing the mannequin challenge. <laughs> oh, now it's just a black. Whatever. Uh, you so, can maybe we lost him. come back in. Yeah, oh, Kevin's black that. now. That's what I'm no. Kevin's black now. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. Well, hard to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bye. that's okay. Because you know what? My Union soldier relatives that fought to. Free, free the slaves. So that's some some positive contributions, anyways. Um, so yeah, I just uh, did tell you after stream, stick around. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get out and get back in. Okay. So uh, a couple other people. So Emil Bemstrom and Liam Foodie. I guess I should wait till Kevin's back here to say this. Um. <laughs> But um, he's taking longer than I thought he would. Kit. Anyway, so uh, Bemstrom and Foodie are both low cap uh, hits, as well as RFAs at the end of this year. Uh, Jake Bean is an RFA at the end of this year. I did not want to see him go. Uh, Adam Boquist still has two years on his contract at 2.6 mil. That might be a, like a harder one kind of to, to, to unload as well as peak. Uh, you know, he's, they just signed him 2.75 for like the next three years um, going through 2025. And he's a UFA. So there's a couple, there's a couple options there, but like if we were to get a, like and Spencer Martin's done fine for what he's been able to do here. Um, but if we were able to get, 
some more goalie depth. That would me. Uh, that would take me. Uh, that would make me pretty happy. Uh, Again, Calpers, I just say, there was no defensive up. help for Spencer Martin that night. Correct. That was very bad. It was not Spencer Martin's fault. No. Again, you I guys think. can have Mark Stoll and Cal Peterson. Um, I can have Linus Allmark for Adam Fantilli. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> They'll run you out of town. They'll run you out of town. You come up to them and offer no them. No thanks. I'll take Linus for um, Bogey and Martin. <laughs> I'm just saying – if you want some some more veteran presence, look no further than Mark Stahl. Mark Stahl. Yeah, veteran presence, aka he's ass. There's Kevin. No, he he's he's uh he's not good. All right, I'm back in. So all, all that you missed here, Kev, was I mentioned that Bemstrom and Foodie have low cap hits in our RFAs then this year. Yeah, so that's all. That We're trying to fun. uh, I'm trying to sell you guys Mark Stahl. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, fucking no. <laughs> like we already had taken enough penalties as it is, right? <laughs> oh yeah, I should have thought about that. What about Nick Delore? You want him? <laughs> Mark Stahl, um, Erica Branson, Master Ass pairing. Oh, that would be a terrible <laughs> deep pairing. Oh god, so far for penalty man. I guess Erica Branson took it the other night with that five-minute penalty, but Sean Corrales. And good Branson both have like did Corrales penalty he took during that Red Wings game. Ugh, soft. Terrible. It was so soft. <laughs> so everyone was booing Terrible. zebras, which I <laughs> booed the refs way more than I got to cheer my team that night, which at least I got to do the refs. It, uh, yeah, yeah. The refs are consistently awful in like every game. It's all it's like why did it, here's the thing. Sport? Here's the thing. Yeah, I was about to say the refs are consistent, but consistently bad. And uh, I, I, it's good having some consistency, but make it good consistency, please. Thank you. Yeah, I wish yeah. off your knees, ref. You're blowing. Yeah, like, you're if you're going to let certain things slide like early in the night, you have to let them slide later in the night too. Because like, you can't just like expect a player to like like know what you're magically thinking in your head. Like, oh, that's if he does it again, that's one too many times. Like, dude, call it the first time. You know, and they missed offsides with the Rangers games, which was lucky yeah. for us, incredibly yeah. lucky for once we had some uh, offsides uh, goals turned over that weren't against us, which was that one puck that everyone thought went in against, you know, my oh, yeah. Flyers, but oh. it, it didn't hit the post. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I looked at the uh, I looked at that on the, the, the uh, board and I was like, oh, no, they're going to call this a goal, aren't they? Thank God. It, it looked. It was very, very, very close. I mean, that's about as close as you could possibly get without scoring. Actually, if there was any time that I'm glad the ref got something wrong, it was that. I can't believe Dude, John Goodrow got a penalty already this year too. I mean, he does not play that aggressive. No. You know, no. I haven't seen day. him make a hit, and I don't see him taking he... hits though either. He's he's pretty he's he's pretty slippery. He's small. Yeah. yeah. He's a grease like a greased up pig. You're not gonna yes. you're not gonna yeah. catch him. <laughs> slippery little otter or something. So yeah. you're not gonna catch him. You're not gonna catch him. No. And, and if you and do, he, they're gonna get you. Yeah, he must know a little jujitsu or something because he's able to like 
<laughs> like like transfer the like someone's hit into like a roll off them or something and like just i don't know I, I just watch him some night with thinking about if he's gonna take a hit just watch him closely and just look at what he does he just like his, his game sense is really good it's um, hard to slow him down sometimes you know yeah yeah i think he was the fastest on the ice the other night at one point but it's um, amazing that he was a fourth round pick yeah, someone someone let me know how they let that guy slip to the fourth round. Probably a size, probably a size thing. Like st- other many other players, they look him. Well, he's kind of small, and the, in in that to a certain degree, that is Not an understandable cliff running treatment. Yeah, you, you know, and to a certain degree, that is a understandable concern. You know, smaller guys do have a tough time, but that's just not as big of an issue anymore in today's NHL. It's just not. So that's probably what it was. Um, or, or the fact that he was in the NCAA. I don't know. Who are we talking about? Yeah. Johnny Gaudreau. Johnny Gaudreau. Dog. <laughs> My brain just slipped out of consciousness. All right. It happens. <laughs> it happens. All right. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's kind of the topics I had for tonight. Yeah. So, we'll go around the horn here, and I'm going to start with you, Kev, in just a second. And. Yeah. Um, give us, you know, a topic that either you want to discuss or just something that you want to say, and then we'll do, you know, we'll kind of start wrapping it up. What do you got? David, David, check is the first Blue Jackets player this season to get the cap beat. Oh, hell yeah. So, good for him. You know, if Boone Jenner didn't have the cap, it probably would have been him because, you know, he had the hat trick, but he had the cap and he can't get the cap. So he handed it to David Yerichek, who has who got his first ever NHL goal and played pretty good. So, so shout out to you, David Yerichek, for getting the first cap of the season. And, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I'll finish off the show by showing the pictures, but I can wait on that. We'll, we'll go sure. around yeah. the horn. Uh, Owen, you got something you'd like to bring up? You can say anything about whatever. Purple. All right. Political. Yeah. Purple. Dyed my hair purple. Nice. Purple. Well, I thought um, the blue hair was fucking up our record. Um, And I also (laughs) thought red hair was the season prior that also fucked up our record. So I said, fuck it. And we're just going to do, we're going to do the cancellation of two bad colors will equal good. But we play Calgary. We play them on the 20th. We're playing them at home, 7 p.m. Eastern. And if you're going to win one of these games, you got to win the ones against Calgary. So that way I control all the fans about how we have Goudreau. And they don't. The man, the so man behind the PR screen. If we're like 5 <laughs> and 40, will you just shave your head? Oh, oh dear God, no! I told, yeah. I asked him about it. Owen will never shave his head. I've done he it. Well, cut his hair an inch. I'll. I. <clears throat> it just depends on the year. Because if I hit the Walter the, White, the the years, I might do the Walter White goatee and just shave it. Somebody cooked here. Somebody yeah. cooked here. Hey, I have right, a, You got anything? I have, a, <laughs> I have a bet for Owen after the stream. <laughs> We're not doing it. If it has anything uh, to do with my hair, we're not doing anything that's coward. Coward. As long as you HBN. Coward. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> <get it. laughs> Thank you, Y. Uh, yeah. yeah, Owen, uh, you got anything else, man? 
No, just beat Calgary for Christ's sake. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Please. All right. Uh, Hartsey, what you got? Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Yegor Zamula for scoring his first NHL goal last night. Nice. Uh, kicked off the home opener with a nice shot from up top, sellied hard, and uh, got then uh, we shut out the Canucks. Carter Hart for shut out of the season, and uh, shout out to the Phillies for kicking the Diamondbacks' ass, absolutely dingered their way out of Philadelphia, ten nothing. Just Damn. whipped their asses, and uh, you got your ass whipped. They got your. <laughs> what did you do last night? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> uh, and uh, I think that's it for me. Sean Couturier. Oh wait, Sean Couturier scored a sick ass shootout uh, penalty shot goal, which was oh nice, yeah. He turned his back towards the uh, Demko and ripped it I off the pipe and that was a great it was shot. much better than the uh, who was it? Was it? Uh, Are you gonna say Kuznetsov? Uh, Kuznetsov when he did the pitter patter thing on the way in, like he's like I like, he I like that move. I like that move. That's a problem. Well, I don't like that move. I mean, it's a good move. It seems like if I were the goalie, I don't know. Whatever. It's, it's a waiting contest. The, the Kuznetsov move. Yeah, uh, I don't like Kuznetsov it personally. First. Yeah, I'm not a fan, yeah. but. I, it works. So. Yeah. Yeah, it works else? all the time. No. Yeah. All right. It works, but I I no tweeted something that said like I wish hockey games would end with something that slightly resembles the game of hockey. Like you know, <laughs> I agree with that too. But it's hockey. Look, look, the shootout yeah, has been hockey. a thing since the fucking one. Yes, it is. It's when, just when is going. Hockey, he's just taking. He's just. He's just taking his time. You know, he's. he's He's taking his time. He's thinking about what he's doing. Have that amount of time in an actual hockey game. (laughs) You you never know. I mean, it's uh, (laughs) they're following the letter of the law, but not the spirit. You know, like it's legal. It's a legal move. A legal move, but um, it's just something about it feels kind of dirty. But all right, William, what you got? You got anything for us, man? I got to end on one thing. Going back to what happened to Z, I just want to say, Garnett Hathaway, you are not welcome in Columbus. I hope you go back to the AHL, you bum. Yes, bum. I hope his pillow is warm when he goes to sleep. His charger doesn't reach his bed. And I hope his car is out of gas. And his refrigerator light burns out. <laughs> yeah. Now, guys, can we not be so hard on the flyer, please? No. 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 Okay. Fuck Garnet Hathaway. Okay. <laughs> he didn't do anything for the Bruins, so fuck him. The fraud on Broad Street. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, all right, William. Anything else? No, that's it. All right. All right, we'll go to you, Wyatt. Uh, I'd like to talk about how the NHL season started eight days ago, and the Boston Bruins have played a total of two games, mm. and they don't play That's kind of rough. Did someone just fart? I mean, what is this? What is this schedule? Who made this schedule and decided, uh, yeah, this is a good idea? I, 
I mean, some teams have played like five games or four games already. Now, can I can I can I point this out to the stream real quick? So, does everybody know about the Frozen Frenzy where all thirty-two teams are going to play? Oh my god! All thirty-two teams are going to play, and 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 here's here's what's going to happen. The Flyers are playing in Vegas. That game is starting at 11 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> what? Eastern. What night is it? Oh, are you picking God? Is it at least on the weekend? Uh, I don't remember, but they are playing the Golden Knights at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard. Dog. <laughs> we need to set a standard here, please. Yeah. And have yeah. some self-respect for the East Yeah, Coast but he's trying fans. to grow the game. Grow these nuts. <laughs> okay. No one is staying up till 1 a.m. trying to play watch a hockey game. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have a time I do. California trip. <laughs> yeah, 11, 11 p.m. Eastern time for a hockey game. That's a bit much. I mean, I, I stay – I mean, when the – my time when the blue jackets are on like the west coast it's like nine o'clock nine thirty my time and even that's a bit much i can't even imagine 11 o'clock p.m eastern time and we're probably yeah. gonna get our asses kicked <laughs> it's it vegas is, i mean it, it is vegas hockey <laughs> baby we always do <laughs> that's the thing uh, uh uh you have anything else there yeah i would just like to bring up how bruins rookie matt potra is making a very strong case for himself to stay in the lineup all year. I mean, the kid's only 19. He looks like he's been playing. He's looking. Like, he looks like he's been playing in the NHL for five years. He makes such good plays. Um, even Brad Marchand said he thinks he belongs here in the NHL. So I think you know, you, you keep a guy like Matt Potra around, and all of a sudden your center depth looks a lot better. Because then you don't have Charlie Coyle in your top six. <laughs> Fair point. Fair Charlie point. Coyle. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's it's rough. So, Kev, yeah. I'm going to turn it over to you to do everything that you want to do. Say anything else that you want to say. No. All right. So, I'm going to show some pictures that I took when I was on my Columbus trip. So, here they are. Well, it's coming. So, first one. So, this is an ad, and it says, Together as One. And you notice in the background of that picture, it's a picture from the 2021 March that the Blue Jackets did. So, this, yeah. is, in, this is in the upper deck. So, if you have seats in the upper deck, go walk That's around. Go wa- Yep, Hartsy saw it. Go walk around the concourse, see this ad, and you will see... This ad right here with Union Blue Soldiers and our march in the background. So, you know, go check that out. Next picture. It's kind of cut off there. But anyways, uh, that's my Uncle Chris. That's my Aunt Karen. That's me. And that's my that's my mom. So my Aunt, my, uh, Aunt Karen and Uncle Chris, they are the ones that flew in from Wisconsin for the game. So that was fun. Okay. Yeah. Shoes. Shoes. Yeah, shoes. Shoes. Hey, whatever that picture was. Hold on. Shut up. Quiet. 
Whatever that last picture was, send it to me. Oh, Thank that. You. Okay, that was a picture of me, Happy Duck, and Michael Neff. I don't. Oh, know. oh yeah. yeah. You gotta send that one to me. I don't know. Maybe I saw it on Facebook. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why it was like dog. That. But anyways, there's my brother's dog, Cooper. You know, right there. Dog. Hell yeah. That's uh, a, that's Donato's that I had at the hotel in Columbus. So that was good. Why is it cut like that? Dude, that's a hot dude. That's Ohio Valley pizza for you, dude. Yeah, Square, no, squares are superior. Percy got mad that I cut the the pizza into squares. No, yeah, Owen and I made a pizza. Honestly, I did that too. I the squares, and I wanted to and end it all. It tasted it's like pizza, less, but it's less crust per piece, except yeah. for those edge pieces. So if you're a crust person, you can take those. Fuck those pieces. Corners are the best. I would I would let Owen eat all of my corners. Wow. Weird. That's the way she goes. But you know what I'm saying, right? Like for real. Like because of those middle pieces. Usually, like one bite. And they have like Everybody so many toppings the on them. There's no crust. Oh, it's so good. Anyways, okay, so there's that. Okay, here's a picture from my seats after the Blue Jackets won. As you can, see, there it is on the scoreboard. It says five three against the Rangers. So yeah. there, there's that. Look, it's me and Stinger. Did anyone and Hartsey and Hartsey and Hey, that's me in the background. Yeah. 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 Owen's off in the corner. You can't see it because obviously it's, we're blocking it, but Owen's in there. Yeah, we're blocking Owen's face, but you can see the more important person. <laughs> my face is like right here. Yeah, it looks like oh, I thought, I thought that was, you can I see part of his Owen. face. <laughs> I thought that was Owen yeah. between Kevin and Hartsey. Yeah, <laughs> that was me. Uh, that was me before I took the Blue Jackets jersey off and let those true orange and black colors rain some <laughs> Um, you know, I'm I'm just gonna do a better job and show these pictures off next week. Some of them aren't coming through, but anyways, uh, let's see here. That's me and my Columbus friend Eddie. So there's that. Eddie, and, nice. Eddie, shout Eddie. out to Eddie. And, and uh, me at the Double cannon. Me. Nice. Shout okay. out to the cannon. Anyways, that uh, cannon is hot. It, it it is it is very much so, but um, yeah. Any but anyways, um, that's been that was part of my trip, and I'll show more pictures next week. Anyway, oh yeah, I'm done. Right. So, oh, yeah, so oh. there it is. I got. Anyways, you. as you, you let's see here. How do I gotta turn on my camera? Where where is? Oh, there it is. All right. So had my phone had to charge. I mean, computer had to charge. So that's why the background's different. But anyways, you know, go check out Union Blue Soldiers, a fun Blue Jackets scene group that I do. And, you know, go check yeah. out you know, Brew Jackets and subscribe and do the show. And, you know, check out Union Blue Soldiers, a fun Blue Jackets scene yeah. group. Uh, anyways, I'm out. It's been a good show. I'm done talking. Yeah. Good show. Hell yeah. This has been a great show. Yeah. I really appreciate y'all being here. I appreciate all our viewers that we have, you know, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Facebook. I also really appreciate the audio listeners out there. It stokes me out that anybody at all listens, let alone 
the number of you guys uh it really uh really encouraged me to uh you know keep going because we do this for fun but when the number goes up that's pretty cool too so like uh like kevin said don't forget to do the things hit the buttons wherever there's buttons youtube whatever likes whatever just uh do it do it now and um yeah dude there was something i wanted to say at the very end that i completely forgot uh, about but um it's whatever uh it must not have been super important um yeah, so this is our uh, conclusion to our first episode of season two. That's why we went a little bit longer today. That's why oh we God, started at six. Um, so we are episode one. Um, here's to <laughs> that's funny, Kev. You got all the angles. Um, She's got the dual camera. <laughs> here's to uh, this season. You know, uh, wishing good luck to my team and good luck to Lion and hearts these teams when they're not playing us um yeah <laughs> so yeah it's uh hockey's back finally like the real real hockey's back the it, hockey feels that so matters. Good. it feels, it feels great. great um yeah. so thanks all for following us here this last year and on our journey and hope here's to another year anyway don't forget yeah. the buttons. we'll see y'all next week yeah go flyers see